0: I'm not gonna leave. 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 The gospel means good news. Like, you can't change the definition of the gospel. We failed to take control of something that God had given us stewardship over. This is not just gonna be given to you. You're gonna have to stand for something. That's what the battle is for. The battle is for your awakening. The battle's for your first love. The battle's for you to, to awaken. When God's saying, get on the way right now, begin to move with what is happening right now, and stop looking and fantasizing in your mind and imprisoning the revival that God wants to bring.
1: The Supernaturalist. The Supernaturalist Podcast Show. Yeah, ah,
0: just like to remind everyone, don't panic. Ah! Liz, what are you doing here? <laughs> Didn't anyone Watch tell my you?
1: Faith. <laughs> oh my
0: goodness, what a week. Oh
1: my goodness. So, Absolutely.
0: So good to have you here, by Thank the way. You.
1: It's good to be here. You spent yeah. some time
0: with our with our team with our staff today and that was just that was just amazing. Yeah. I thought it'd be fun to go live, you know, while you're yeah. still here in town. Yeah. And just have, a, just have a conversation and everything. And one of the things I wanted to ask you about is, um, you know, what's happening right now is really unprecedented with the whole, this whole virus thing. Mm-hmm. But also looking at this, uh, you could call it maybe a partnership between like the, the medical community and then what's happening with media. And I think we're all kind of like, I think we're all kind of like uh, finding it difficult to know where we're at with the whole media thing. Is, is media part of the problem? Or should we be thanking God for this incredible uh, communication thing that we've got covering the globe, right? Like we can get real time stats on a, on a computer screen to see what's happening in all the different nations. And yeah. what's interesting is um, there's kind of a, a fresh media mandate that's being released to the kingdom. And I know that you've got media all over you. And I'm just really curious as to what you're seeing right now in the area of media, the opportunities for the kingdom, some of the things that maybe make you a little nervous about media and kind of how you're positioning yourself in mm-hmm. 2020, really in this unprecedented time and era we can do things or that, that were not possible 10 years ago, that were not possible five years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, I thought that'd be a fun place for us to start yeah. is this whole media conversation.
1: Yeah, I mean it's so important, isn't it, right now that we get the heart of God and we have the attitude of Christ towards what's going on. That we pay attention to the circumstances and to the seriousness of what's happening, but that we're not counseled by fear. Amen. But actually that we come higher like we were today. You know, we were just seeking after Jesus' heart. Okay, Lord, this is a very serious situation. We we can see through the media reports, You know, maybe they're a little, little bit exaggerated, but there are people genuinely suffering right now. What is our responsibility? What should our posture be? Sorry. And to me that's about, let's understand how the Lord feels about this situation. As the people of God, let's not take our final read of the situation from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, from how the media is reporting things, but actually, what does redemption look like? What does it look like from the Lord's perspective? How, as His people, does He want us to be in agreement with Him for a redemptive outcome? So, for me, it's about getting His heart, seeking after His wisdom, for solutions to the situation, praying for the people who are in positions of authority to be empowered, to operate with wisdom and, and, and authority and power and to be part of the solution. So yeah, I mean, the media is whipping up a frenzy um, and people are afraid. And I think as God's people, we have a responsibility, like I said, not to take our counsel from the spirit of fear that sometimes masquerades as wisdom.
0: Absolutely. Right? Absolutely.
1: But actually to be in faith that the Lord is more powerful. He is our healer. He is our deliverer. The earth is His and everything in it. And He loves us. And He's for us. So that's where I'm at. I'm literally seeking after His heart for wisdom to know how to be in agreement with Him and to decree that And so, as a woman of prayer. Amen. As a prophetic woman of prayer to see His will begin to be established in the earth. So rather than critiquing, I am... praying for wisdom to be the counselor in this situation for the emergency services to be empowered but ultimately for the decision makers to be guided by the spirit of god amen. not driven by st- uh, 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 forces that are not of his heart
0: amen so, yeah. amen yeah. you know i think what's interesting with the whole media conversation is that like if we if you uh refer to the seven mountains which i actually think that there's maybe nine now or ten Okay. <laughs> Maybe eleven. Uh, you know, but if you look at like the, this this concept of like these spheres of influence within yeah. within society, you know, um, some of the mountains or spheres that the church was kind of word cursing in the '80s are now the very areas that the church is really honoring. For example, Hollywood. Right. Right. Like in the '80s, we we, we weren't allowed to go to the movies. Like we had like we mm-hmm. actually like in our denomination yeah, we right. actually had to like sign covenants. I didn't have to. I was I was just a kid, but like my parents had this, as ministers, they had sign these covenants, saying that they wouldn't go to the movie theater. Like movies were evil, right? And this whole idea that like Hollywood was 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 evil, and and now uh, that's really changed. And there's like this honor in the church towards like um, the entertainment mountain, you know? Mm-hmm. But what's interesting mm-hmm. is it's almost like what, what it feels like to, for me in the, in, the king, in the church right now is it almost feels like that same kind of posture or bent towards uh, like the Hollywood thing in the 80s. It almost feels like that it exists within the kingdom towards media. Mm-hmm. There's almost kind of been this idea where the press, if you will, uh, there's almost been this demonization. I, I wonder if if that's actually maybe restricted our, our influence uh, within that because, you know, if we're not able to really um, honor a particular people, we kind of disqualify ourselves from being able to bring yeah. influence. Of voice, yeah. And so I feel like uh, we have to be really careful right now with there's a real temptation to want to uh, attack the press and to blame them. Almost as if the press created the coronavirus just, just, just for ratings. <laughs> you know, we know that that's not true, but that right. almost seems like. Yeah. And so, uh, I was wondering if you could speak into. Uh, you've been such a pioneer in this area of really wanting to hold people accountable as far as their honor, the understanding, mm-hmm. the importance of honor and influence, and how we how and the kind of opportunity that exists right now. Uh, in the light of all of the the, the different crises that's occurring.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Such an important subject. Wow. I mean, for me, over the years, the Lord has, in lots of different settings, including in Hollywood, um, the Lord has shown me His heart regarding how we view one another. Yeah. You know, and to like really treat people with honor understanding how he feels about every person you know in the body of Christ and every person he's created you know and to be able to relate to them rightly not defining people by their current behavior the impact of their collective life's journey to this point is how they, that's the heart experience that we all behave out of, isn't it? We live out of how we currently feel, which is as a result of our collective life experience, That's our right. interior life is presenting on the outside. That's not our identity. Who, As we know, our identity is who we are in Christ. And so I think the closer that we get, In our relationship with Jesus, to His heart, we begin to value people through that grid. We begin to see people as He sees people, and we start to relate to them rightly. And people rise to the expectations that you have of them. So if you treat people, I mean, I've I've walked with the respect that the Lord has for them, with the honor and the value that God that they actually have, you know, as God's penultimate of all creation, really. It changes how people behave. You know, I've walked with leaders over many years and for seasons I've had grace on me to literally relate to them that way. And so calling them forth in their identity, relating to them as Jesus would relate to them and their behavior changes because you know you write when you know what it's like when people you're with people that you know truly see you and truly believe in you it's empowering it's one of the most beautiful experiences i think we can give to each other in friendship is to really believe in each other to spend time to seek after god's heart to say who are they to you lord and to live our lives before an audience of one to use that phraseology you know where Everything we say, every movement of our heart and attitude of our heart is to be a reflection of his own. So to to please him and to reflect him in that situation, that's a fruit of intimate relationship with Jesus that we can all experience. And I think that alone is world-changing. So what flows out of us when we know his heart for somebody is honor and they respond to that. That's right. And I think it's very important like you said not to demonize industries but to remember that these people are human beings doing the best they can with where they're at whether they're being buffeted around by demonic influence and all you know emotional impact and they respond out of that. I think you a um, couple of years ago now I think it was with regards to president Trump so yeah, talking right. about the political sphere right. of influence. Right. Um, I had a very powerful dream. I was at Bethel at the time. I had a very powerful dream. And in the dream, I won't go through the details of it, but the impact of it was that the Lord spoke very clearly to me. And he said, irrespective of pe- people's opinions of where President Trump might be in his life or how the media portrays him to be, the, the church's responsibility is to pray for the man to pray for his office of responsibility, mm. not to critique him and to join in the global conversation when it's negative, mm-hmm. but actually to empower him in his office of responsibility, whether we like it or not, that that man was chosen for that position, we have a responsibility to help shut off his life influences wow. and impact him negatively, and therefore impact the impact of his office. Neg- you know, bringing negative influence through it as opposed to an empowered president wow. who can move unencumbered spiritually in wisdom and you know, to support his relationship with God, to just close rank around him, him or whoever is in that office of responsibility. We as the church carry the one who is government and we have the capacity to change the influence that comes over y- uh, people's lives and to stop the puppeteering. So that's how I view... Our responsibility regarding the people who are in positions of influence right now. Wow! We wow. can influence them with our love and our prayers and our honor. And this is real, as we know. It's real spiritual power. It's real energy flowing towards people. We impact the lives of the ones we focus on, negatively or positively.
0: Wow! So yeah. So good. I I guess with the president, you have um, you have a man, yeah. and then you have an office. Yeah. And then you have kind of the greater thing that, that he represents, as far as the government, yeah. and that's that's very, and that's got, and that's a model, I guess you could say, that we've received really from the Lord, as as far as this governmental model for protection and oversight of our country. Right. Um, but then there's also uh, people and in institutions that that really have kind of a, a negative. Um, antichrist kind of kind of an, an agenda, sure. and just being kind of an intercessor, and, and and also being a prophet, and being being a woman that uh, of of mercy, but at, as well as justice.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, can you can you also speak into and there's kind of you know oftentimes when they, when you ask a question there's there's a motivation behind the question. I'm just thinking of this new uh, sex ed bill. That just went into place here in Washington State. That I understand, a similar bill went into effect in California. Uh, I think probably about a year ago. Um, but very just in a like inappropriate um, uh, 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 stuff that that, that they want to roll out uh, into elementary school into, uh, and it's and it's not it's not just biology. It's there's a full-on kind of a sinister agenda, and it's so you have an agenda. And then you also have kind of a, an institution, but then you also have people within that institution. And there's also uh, several other examples of agendas, but then there's also people in that. And I think sometimes in the church, uh, what we do is is we, we sometimes, we, we just say all people that share a similar belief in a particular kind of thing. You know, it goes back to the honor. And the, So I guess the question is, how do you, Liz, somebody that just loves people and somebody that's able to find Uh, like the God-likeness in in, in anyone and call forth Christ-likeness just about in in anyone. Um, Like, what does that tension look like for you as far as just such a heart of love, but also just uh, that justice thing and separating the people from the agenda and the institution and and how do you apply yourself in that place of prayer? Yeah. and, and life and whatever else, as far as what, what that yeah. looks like for you.
1: Yeah, I mean, I like obviously speak from my experience. I always separate the the value of the person from the behavior that they may be ex- exhibiting yeah. temporarily under influ- the wrong influences, under demonic influence. And yeah. something as serious as those bills, clearly, the content of that bill is is contrary to the heart of God. Right. So for me, my discernment always comes back to. Is it in the nature of God? Right. If it isn't, then it's, it doesn't belong. It doesn't belong here. And so I bring what is, I don't judge the people, I love the people, I re- and I fight for the people. So if I see people manifesting in a, in a behavior that doesn't really belong in, in a people made in the image of God, so right now, those people that are pushing through those agendas, mm-hmm. I believe are manifesting hurt behaviors, damaged wow. behaviors, the behaviors that are inconsistent with the heart of God. Right, right. And so, but, so I pray for them. To be brought back into full, rich experiential relationship wow. with God, and to be filled with love, so their behaviour can change because their nature fundamentally gets healed, wow. gets restored. Wow. So, in the I take very seriously what is being brought through into the earth that doesn't have its origin in. It's not being authored by God. It's n- it's, it doesn't contain the DNA, the nature of God within it. So therefore, it doesn't belong. It's not correct. It's not the highest state. The fruit of it is destructive. So I go to Jesus, taking responsibility for that. Wow. As somebody that can pray to steward the earth, to to be in agreement with his highest and best for every sphere of life, so I will bring in and repent for that, mm. and and bring it to the courts of heaven and ask for that to be overturned and dealt with. Um, that that he would reside as the just judge over every. Inferior earthly realm court, it's good, it's good. right? It's so good. asking the courts of heaven to assemble in agreement with others, but being very careful never to stray into an attitude of heart that is again contrary to his. He doesn't hate the people. Mm. He hates the damage that the demonic brings through unredeemed humanity or damaged and pain-filled people or misguided, deceived people that, that are operating contrary to his nature, but he loves them. So I think, I think we start to lose our authority spiritually when we begin to move into attitudes of heart that are not his. Wow. You know, So I, tr- I try to stay close to him, loving the person, but, but ruling over what is coming through them that does not reflect his wisdom or nature.
0: Yeah, it's really good. I I think that even for myself, when you see these different bills that that are being passed outside of really uh, uh, honoring just the voice of the general public, yeah. there's a feeling of just like powerlessness. Yeah. Um, and I think that sometimes in the church, we see things that are just getting pushed into, into place and things that are getting um, legislated outside of even our vote and our voice. There's almost like this feeling of, my voice doesn't really matter. My vote doesn't really matter. We'll keep voting, we'll keep doing, but I, I, I feel like there is kind of like an attack against the body of Christ right now mm-hmm. to get us to believe a lie regarding the amount of influence that we have in the place of, in the place of prayer. Yeah. And I'm wondering if you'd be willing to kind of speak into that and maybe even speak into intercessors that are watching or listening Mm -hmm. that have been praying. They've been faithfully praying and seeking the voice of the Lord and, and seeking the Lord and His justice for the state of Washington, for the state of California. But maybe there are people that are watching or listening and they're feeling maybe a little bit defeated right now. And maybe they're feeling like they don't necessarily have that much influence and wondering, even hearing the voice of the enemy, like, why, why pray? And I'm, I'm just wondering if you'd be willing to speak into that in order that we can really just like see our intercessors in this time, in this place, in, in the midst of this coronavirus and everything, that it is such an important time to pray and that your prayers matter. If you'd be willing just to kind of speak into just the entire body of Christ, because we are all mm-hmm. really called to be intercessors, right?
1: Yeah. We, are, we all are. We all are, aren't we? Were prophets, priests, and kings. Yes. You know, everything that we see in the life of Jesus is our nature now. You know, can I? I, I would like to answer that question. Sure. Yeah. With a story, if I can, That'd an be experience great. from my own life in heaven, um, that where I learned the absolute value of our love for Jesus, mm. and then, as the attention of heaven is given to us, the impact of that how heaven focuses on us and is mobilized around us we are we are incredibly valuable there is we're seeing it all over the place at the moment this this oppressive warfare that's been coming against our people to cause us to feel like giving up like everything's a waste of time like we don't have any power you know unbelief and fear and just people feeling very overwhelmed and tired and i think what I've been hearing, so I'll answer it in two ways, what I've been feeling is the Lord's invitation just to come back to His feet, to just adopt that fresh posture of Mary again, to just sit at the Master's feet and just look into His face, and to to allow Him to refill us, to romance His heart, worship until we reconnect, just put aside for a little while the cares of the world yes they're very now and they're very overwhelming and in in it all the lord's saying come back to me come back to that place of reconnection being being uh refocused to coming back to first love letting him just fill us up again you know um song of solomon seven seven is one of my Absolute favorite scriptures where Jesus tells us very clearly in that scripture that the place of victory for us is secured out of our heart to heart relationship with Him.
0: Mm.
1: The wisest thing we can do right now in this hour is to prioritize above all else our heart connection with Him. Wow, that's good. And to just, the encounter that I had enabled me to understand how valuable and how powerful, our tiny, tired attempts to love him are that genuine, authentic flicker of love, a flicker of faith that we, that might be all that we have because we're exhausted in the fight, That is, he's receiving the reward of his suffering. So what happened in this experience was I was in a time of worship and I was taken up into heaven. And in that, I saw Jesus in front of me. And there were many of the cloud of witnesses all the way along one side of the room. I was in like a throne room and I was overwhelmed. I was there and sit so in the experience. And so I was absolutely overwhelmed. And I became liberated in that atmosphere to just fully, freely worship God. And it wasn't beautiful little songs, I was screaming and crying because I was undone and I was just overwhelmed because I was seeing Jesus and just screaming and ad love, free. And I reached up and Jesus leant towards me and I touched his face and just was wrecked. And what I noticed is he just stood there absorbing my worship. In what I felt like, I was liberated in that atmosphere, but it was, I felt tiny mm. in that moment, in this majestic setting of heaven, in front of the King of Glory, with glorified people all down the side of one, one wall. And in that moment, I realized that as Jesus was absorbing, he was experiencing and enjoying the sweetness of my little, tiny love. Mm. All of heaven had gone silent. And what I realized was that that's what happens when we just turn our hearts towards Him and we love Him. He is receiving, like I said, the reward of His sufferings, and all of heaven honors that. Wow! It's what He died to have, voluntary love from a heart that truly, even though it might be tiny and weak and exhausted, it's real, and it's that authentic love that held him to the cross, the hope that was set before him was us, right? It mm. was us, the new creation, his counterpart able to freely love him. And heaven goes silent and honors that. And so I came out of that experience completely changed. Wow. And realizing that that is the truth. you know. So when we love him and heaven goes silent, Jesus' attention is on us. That's the most important thing. It's the whole thing. He died for relationship, right? The whole thing is about relationship. Everything flows from intimacy with Jesus. Fruitfulness flows from intimacy with Jesus. Power flows. Everything is moving from that place of heart-to-heart connection with him. And so in this hour where there's so much difficulty going on in our world, what I'm feeling is Jesus inviting us back to experience this truth to sit at his feet again and just allow him to to touch us and reignite us with the experience of his love that we would know the one whose heart we're moving. We, as the body of Christ, have the privilege of m- and the unique position of being able to move the heart of God with our wow. love and wow. therefore mobilize heaven. Wow. You know, it's like um. I liken it to a, a relationship. You know, if you're The bride of Christ. If we're married to the the most powerful man in the land, you know, the king of a continent, for example, um, it's when that when your husband loves you, and you're able to out of your relationship with him in your privileged position. Show him something, bring him something that you really care about. Is he going to withhold his power when he can change that situation? But it's out of the relationship. It's out of the trust we have with him. It's out of the oneness. You know, and so, so that's what I would encourage people to do right now. You know, if they're confused, if, if they're exhausted, there's so many are, come back to his feet and let him just breathe fresh love into your heart again and restore you that's and awesome. remind you of the power that's actually available to us. So, yeah.
0: That's so good. That is so good. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you, uh, I'm sure you've already heard about this. I, I was getting all kinds of emails and everything, even before it happened. But uh, just, just recently in Olympia, at, uh, at our capital, uh, a, uh, uh, there was quite a, a large satanic ritual. Uh, that was uh, that was allowed to take place, you know, in the name of free speech and freedom of religion, and uh, and uh, there was uh, uh, quite a few witches that gathered, and they did this big kind of uh, uh, thing where they were summoning. I, honestly, I don't really know what they were doing, but uh, but they seemed to be having fun. They had all kinds of red scars and pentagrams, and one lady looked like a a goat. It was interesting poor lady and she uh, and, and you know they're they're going for it and it was interesting because uh, the emails that I was getting of course people were clearly 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 upset and um, and we you know the church really tried to do as much as possible to call to call our legislators to say no this can't happen and I mean we tried to, to uh, in our state really tried to outcry even before this thing happened but uh, but it but it but it happened and my question for you is um, uh, now that that happened, uh, is something like that powerful within us? Like when we look at all that, you know, is it the kind of thing where we should, you know, just kind of look at that and be like, <laughs> that's crazy, you know? Or is it, or is it the kind of thing where, we, that, where that should really bother us because things might have taken place in the spirit, things might have changed, and, and there might need to be Uh, some things that are undone or some things that are really prayed into Um, what's your stance on when you see something like that happen in a a, a region or in a nation where there's that kind of public demonstration of evil and witchcraft uh, what should should our our response be
1: gosh it's so important isn't it we have the same sort of activity going on in England in the UK yeah
0: yeah
1: It reminds me of a. Your question reminds me of um, a testimony that I heard. There was a lady that was rescued out of Anton LaVey's Satanic Church. I don't know whether you're familiar with her testimony and their church, the Satanic Church. Anton LaVey died a number of years back. This lady, as she came out, she was completely set free. She had angelic visitation, she had visitation from Jesus. She was mothered by a very beautiful, mature, experienced woman in the body of Christ Mm. um, to untangle her from all of the abuse and the damage and the the demonic that had been given access to her life. One of the things that she shared was that when they were commissioned, to come against the body of Christ with curses, to bring destruction against leaders and families and so forth, and the evil intention that Satan has for us—that spews through their brokenness. Um, they were taught, curse the people, other than it, but don't curse the ones where you see the light, because if you see the light, the curses will rebound back on you and you will die.
0: Wow! Wow!
1: To me, that. It's amazing to me that they listen to that and then yet they continue to serve the inferior power. Wow. Because they right. understand that there is a greater power they refer to as the light we understand wow. as Christ. within us you know christ within us the hope of glory so when we are dealing with satanic warfare and we deal with a lot of it you know my husband's in the banking system and there's all sorts that comes against us and we have in ministry you know for 20 odd years and in the media gate and we've had a lot of cuddly folk you know tracking us with sad intentions and what we have learnt to do and i was very encouraged by this lady's testimony and have shared it a number of times mm-hmm. because it's important for us to notice that that the most powerful weapon in our arsenal is to be aware of the indwelling christ and to release his light to realize we carry the one who is power, we carry the uncreated God, we carry the one who is government. And they know that. They know that. You know, 1 John, I love this scripture, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it you know the the so much of the battle is is about trying to disconnect us mm. desensitize us from the presence of god to cause us to become impotent to shut our capacity to move in power down as we move confidently connected to christ's headship and presence you know it's to oppress us to, it's coming after the anointing all the time because when we are sensitized spiritually and we are connected Into experientially into the living Christ, we move in power and authority. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things the Lord's taught me over and over and over is internally, when when I've been on assignments and we're we're working to establish the kingdom of God in certain arenas like Hollywood, etc. The battle seems to be over and over about our identity. You know, and so what the Lord has shown me over and over is that as we connect into the indwelling Christ, re- aware understanding afresh who is inside of us who we are in christ his mind on a matter on a matter and the throne of office the governmental authority that we actually carry when those components come come together in our inner awareness when we speak forth attached that way connected that way knowing the intention of God regarding a situation seeing from a redemptive perspective heaven's perspective regarding the situation that you had in your capital capital for example whatever powers they're trying to invoke Jesus what is that land to you? What is your intention for the capital? What is the purpose of Seattle? What were your the dreams in your heart before the foundation of the earth, before any defilement came onto this land? We want to be in agreement with your original intention, your it's original good. blueprint, from a place of reconnecting into the reality again of your indwelling presence. The very resurrected sp- re- resurrection spirit of God, the uncreated living God, is inside of us, and the whole purpose of our life now is to become the perfect living image, the exact likeness of the uncreated God, to be His counterpart forever. Right now we're in a season of training for reigning, learning how to co-reign. We co-reign as we are in that place of intimacy with Jesus as we know. The deeper we are in Him, the more secure we are in our identity, the more secure we are in the authority that we carry the closer we are to his heart, the more clearly we hear his intention regarding a matter. When those components are living inside of us, are are together, and you speak forth something, the governmental power, the intention of God's heart flows through that word that you speak as an expression of his heart. And it carries creative, redeeming power. And so for me, when we get we had a bunch of Satanists ritualing outside my house a few weeks ago. <laughs> which was. Good we, came, times. we came down for breakfast and yeah. there were all these lovely little symbols placed outside oh my the goodness. house. And I'm not, you know, I'm not being silly regarding, there yeah. is power, of course, in what they do, but it's not supreme power. It's not supreme power, but we must in this hour prioritize our relationship with Jesus. We must get back to the one thing, which is our relationship with him. It was Jesus that hung on the cross. It was Jesus that paid the price to purchase us as his own. We are his hala. We are his bride, his new creation. And we must prioritize our relationship with him and living out of the reality of out in the new creation reality right now, so that we can move in power and authority. Because as we know, one moment with the King, one true living experience with God, one word that comes forth from Him, from His heart in power, will shut that stuff down That's in a right. New York second. That's and right. we've seen it. I'm not speaking vision, I'm speaking experience, you That's know, awesome. over and over and over. It's, the, it's that bridal walk of intimate union, of oneness with Christ is where power resides. Wow. And wow. so you don't have to, uh, my experience is that you don't have to live in complex strategy. The strategy is intimacy. Intimacy yieldedness, surrender to the headship of Jesus, relinquishing control to the one who is supreme authority, acknowledging it's no longer I that lives, it's Christ that lives in me, the hope of glory, God in the earth again, inside His people, resident through His body, radiating out through His body, we are learning how to reign in this hour. We're in a season where I believe we are coming forth in power. Love and power as two sides of the same coin. Ruling with his nature. Understanding what that means more than ever before. So that's where I sit regarding satanic rituals and on all that warfare. Yes, it's very real, but it's not supreme authority. And at the end of the day, no matter how... Uh, evil the behavior may be, those people are kidnapped royalty. Those wow. people, Jesus died for them too and we must remember that. It's And yes, they, atro- they commit atrocities. Absolutely, they do. And the enemy is using them as pawns of destruction. They are, absolutely deceived and it is our responsibility to go to god and say how do you see them who are they and start to shut the capacity of the demonic puppeteering off their lives by praying for their hearts because the enemy is spewing his nature through unredeemed humanity through damaged hearts so that damaged people continue to damage people Uh, you know they're, they're radiating the wrong nature they're operating under the wrong power and it's destroying their life. They're wasting their life. Right, right, right. So yeah. Intimacy oh, is the place of power.
0: I like yeah, I like what you said. You said it's not about complex strategy. No, it's about relationship. About relationship and intimacy. Yeah. And that yeah. these people are co- are kidnapped royalty. That's 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 so well said. That's amazing. And hey, I just had one other thing I wanted to talk to you about. You sure. we were chatting with our with our staff today and our team. Mm-hmm. You're sharing it some very great. intimate kind of stuff, but like one mm-hmm. of the things I realized is that you know, you've got a you've got a, a real revelation of kind of like the um uh uh this place of like the, Jesus said, you know, that that whosoever would believe in me would not perish or die but would have everlasting life the way that you uh refer to different you know just the different ways that the lord has mentored you through uh the through the great cloud of witnesses and different different encounters like like Mm -hmm. that it's 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 like you've got a different viewpoint on death it like i think about like when paul is like oh death where is your sting it's like is like can't touch it <laughs> you know like paul wasn't freaked out about death yeah. he didn't see death as as the period as the end you know and um and so it's it, uh, it's kind of interesting because sometimes it feels like uh uh like for a lot of believers it's like death is the end uh well that person is dead you know, meaning that they're no more. We believe that they're in heaven, uh, on one yeah, hand, and right. uh, uh, spiritually, it's like, well, they're with Jesus. But practically, it's like, no, they're no more. And so, I, like, and so, I, uh, I was wondering if we could have this conversation. And the reason why is because I actually think it's quite re- redemptive. I remember I got uh, 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 a word of knowledge from Sean Bowles at at a meeting, and my father had just passed away, and um, and he didn't know me or my dad or nothing. And he's like, who's Daryl Edwin? Well that's my dad's first mill and he's like, Well I see him up in heaven. And, uh-huh. and I felt so like um overwhelmed by the reality of the afterlife, which sounds funny being a pastor. Like, you know, yeah, like, like being is. a pastor, you should be like, Well, yeah, he's in heaven, he's with Jesus. It's not it's not that sad because he's with Jesus, but like it's still really sad, yeah, right? Right. But I was completely overwhelmed by how real all of this and when you were talking today it was a very similar kind of uh atmosphere that was created this place where this is so real and i was wondering if you'd be willing to speak in, especially for people that are wrestling with grief right now and the loss of loved ones and the feeling of like that they're no more like that's it all yeah i'll see them in heaven and i i'm saying that but i yeah, I, I don't know if I'm really believing it, and because mm. I just see you're walking in this place where it doesn't seem like, you know, what I'm saying where. I, so yeah, I was wondering yeah. if you could kind of speak into how you see this thing of of death. You know,
1: right? Yeah, I mean, I think
0: let's talk about death. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it gets swallowed up with life, right? Amen. Yeah, come on, come on. um I mean, my life was, tr- you know, obviously when you've experienced people, you've had visions, you've had experiences that always touched your heart wi- and ignited that faith inside of you that they are alive. We are surrounded by the, crowd of, the cloud of witnesses. Wow. Heaven, church in heaven and earth, we are one family. They wow. are alive, you know. Um, you know we saw even there's a precedent in scripture on the Mount of Transfiguration you know when Moses and Elijah came and talked to Jesus they came from the cloud to discuss with him his work on the cross or whatever they were talking about you know on the Mount of Transfiguration and so um I've never sought out encounters with people in heaven other than pursuing my relationship with Jesus. But Jesus has come to me and he's brought different people. But just to answer your question quickly, and that has transformed my life because I've realized... They're not, they're not dead, they're alive. Wow. they're alive in Christ. And if Jesus decides to bring people to us, they are you know, there's conversations to be had, there's experiences, there's tutorage that comes from their life, there's impartation. Battens pass, you know t- from them to us, to be added to the body of Christ in wow. this hour wow. you know, understanding that's being released to us. They are championing us on.
0: Wow.
1: when I've seen them in heaven, the love they have for us is just incredible. but Like you, but in a different way. You know, with your dad, with the where where Sean saw your dad in heaven. I mean, it's so amazing when something like that happens. It releases faith into you, doesn't it? It releases healing from the grief. So for me, I mean, it's a very long story. So I'll just share a little snapshot. But um, with my mum, you know, I'd I'd my mum was an amazing lady, but struggled with mental illness, as I've shared. So a lot of her ability to love me in the way she would have wanted to had she been a healthy lady psychologically and emotionally. She was robbed of. So I was robbed of that. She was robbed of that. And, um, of course, when she died, I was in enormous grief, even though I had my rich, wonderful relationship with Jesus. And, and I knew the theology, and, you know, and I'd had right. experiences with people from the cloud. But when your mum goes, somebody you love dearly goes, the grief is horrendous. And so I was in Im- immense grief. Um, but then Jesus began to redeem everything that was lost after she died. You know, and so the, one of the first experiences I had with her was six days was on the sixth day after she had died. I was in immense grief. My daughter was 10 years old. I'd had to tell Faith, my daughter, that, you know, her beloved granny had died, which was horrendous for her. And my brother, I'd had to tell him. And so we were living in the experience of, you know, a close member of my family gone. And the impact of that. And I had just taken my daughter on a school run on the way back. I was just talking to the Lord and I went into an encounter with him and what happened was i found myself in the meadow in heaven and i saw my mum i saw my grandpa coming in the distance to greet her and i saw my mum and she was she looked about 30 years old and in this life she'd become extremely overweight she was very very ill and she was in her 60s and in the as sh- I saw her in the meadow, she was about 30 years old, she, l- she looked young, she was kneeling down and she had her arms stretched up in the air and I heard as clear as a bell her voice through the Spirit of God inside of me say, I'm young and I'm free, live your life to the full. Wow. I, as I heard her say that and I came out of the experience, all the grief lifted off me. So there was an impartation into my life that remained the grief lifted off the other beautiful part of that that part of the story this is a whole long story maybe for another time yeah. but, but just to encourage people who are listening or watching jesus is outside of time the story doesn't finish if people go through natural death we the i believe we're in a generation where we're going to start to be like enoch we're going to yeah. slip through the realms <laughs> you know Amen. i have faith for that but um, you know as people experience death it's not the end of the story you know if relationships are not fully restored while people are still living if thi- if relationships remain fractured and broken if wow. things are not put right Jesus is outside of time. The story is not finished. He is redeeming all things. You know, Ephesians 4 tells us he ascended to begin the restoration of all things. So he's continuing his restoration of all things work. Continually, he will wrap everything up into conformity with the counsel of his will, and it will be perfected. We don't know how that's going to work, but I started to experience that with my mum. I got home, and I think it was a couple of days later from that experience, the grief had gone. So I went through my mum's funeral without feeling grief, literally pouring love into other people, through the funeral, being a witness to the grace of God, wow. through that whole experience, being wow. able to be a strength to my daughter and my brother and f- other family members and my dad. You know even though they'd been divorced for a long time, they remained good friends, and he was he'd known her since she was a teenager. Wow. You know, so it was a devastating loss for him as well. But I got home and a couple of days later, I received a letter from a dear friend of mine who had been in New York airport and received a message to say, please pray for Liz, her mom has passed into heaven. She wrote, she didn't know anything other than that. In the letter, and I still got it, she wrote to me, Liz, your mom is in the meadow in heaven. She's young and she's free. Live your life to the full.
0: That's incredible. Isn't that amazing? That is amazing. So
1: the Lord just went, you go. Wow, I'm gonna confirm you, what happened to you. So he can do he can do anything. He is our sovereign majestic God. And that began a journey that's been extraordinary where I have seen my mum in heaven, you know, I've seen her in glory, I've wow. experienced her imperfection, I've experienced her mummy love that's now perfected in Christ flowing towards me. You know, we're all one in Christ. So I think th- we're in the most amazing time, aren't we, where these experiences are opening up to us. It's like Amen. the veil's getting thinner and thinner, Amen. you know. Amen. We are one family in God and the veil is lifting and our eyes are being flooded increasingly, the eyes of our heart with light. You know, to, to comprehend and understand who He is and who we are even more and to be exper- experience heaven on earth, you know, to bring it. Like He says, pray, have, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, we've got to be in heaven to know that. You know, we're seated with Christ in heavenly places. Yeah. The enemy under off it, we're with Him right now. <laughs>
0: it's like there's a bird flying around on the stage. Like a that or something. I'm sorry.
1: That's yeah. right. So, yeah. So, yeah, so I'm just, um, I'm so thankful. I'm just so thankful for that experience. So just to encourage people. It's you know, such just an awesome
0: story. I mean, it's just, just such a gift from the Lord to be able to give that that yeah. encounter to you. Yeah, and, yeah. and also just and it's like, hope for other people. That's what I was thinking. Know? Like just the testimony of Jesus, that's the spirit of prophecy. Right,
1: right. It's an invitation for each of us. You know, just come back to Jesus, sit at His feet. He's going to give these experiences to us, you know,
0: yeah, yeah, did, it's just right? isn't it awesome that our God is such a god of, of reconciliation and redemption. We see yeah, just like so uh how important relationship is to him. And even it's just everything. like the Lord's prayer like like uh in uh, uh, John 17 and just yeah. Jesus expressing his father's desire that we would be one. Yeah. And um yeah. and even even his uh, even just the gift of of, of that you had of just this place of just release from your mom even after um, her death that that that's it's that, just amazing that's just yeah. so like our god like yeah. and a, a human author could never come up with that kind of with that kind of storyline yeah he's he's such he's such an amazing father and yeah, Liz I just so appreciate um you sharing that story mm-hmm. and just your just your openness um uh, 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 to impart who you are and, and your your experiences and, and and the revelation that, that you've been getting um, into our staff, into our team, into this region, because I know you're you're going to be throughout the region, and the fact that you're here is and and one of the one of the more kind of frightening times, you know, for, for us as, as as a region, and just so appreciate um, what you're modeling and just the the peace uh, that you carry. I know it's just it's no accident that you would be here at such a time as this, because you really do carry such an incredible realm of the Father's peace. And I was wondering if you'd be willing to kind of close this, this out in just kind of a prayer. And just kind of just releasing yeah. the, just that, that shalom that you walk in, but maybe anything else that you'd like to release to people as they're watching live tonight mm. or, or listening. And mm. I, I think that would just be amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much. I have love being here. I awesome. really, really have. Well, we love just, you. Liz. We just, we we just stand you. together, don't we? We just close rank around each other. And you guys have been battered because you're extremely significant people. <laughs> And the Lord's going to have the final word. Amen. Yeah, he, amen, really is, amen he really is. I but it was just when you said Shalom again then, it just, it just reminded me. So I want to pray for this, for us, you know, for everybody watching and listening, that um, the word Shalom, you know, if you look at it in the Hebrew and you break down the meaning of the word, it's such a powerful word. It's the Obviously, it's one and the same, at one and the same time, it's that liquid experience of His peace where we come into perfect, beautiful internal rest wow. but that's also a militant power a militant force so the word shalom in hebrew for those that don't know means destroying the authority attaching to chaos wow
0: isn't that that's awesome amazing. that's incredible like the
1: prince of shalom the prince of peace crushes satan under come our on, feet come on. so the more peaceful we are the more fulfilled we are in the love of Christ, the more power radiates Amen. from our life. I Amen. mean, only God Amen. can do that, right? <laughs> Amen. So that's what I want to pray for, for that shalom for every one of us. That'd be awesome. That, yeah. That'd be great. So Jesus we hey. do. And just in conclusion, we, for every single heart watching or listening right now, that you will experience a fresh impartation as the, la- the living Spirit of God is dispensing resurrection life through you right now, that the very nature of God that is shalom would just move through you, removing every trace of fear to soothing and calming and bringing peace and de- therefore destroying the authority that attaches chaos to your life. I just bless you with an ever-deepening relationship with the Prince of Peace. Let Shalom, Jesus, be each one's portion in this hour. Let them know how to sleep in the storm, resting on the chest of Jesus, knowing that he is sovereign, he is king, he is very good at being God. He is the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, and they can... Each one of us can rest in him and enjoy him, enjoy our relationship with him, and, he, his, and trust in his perfect leadership at this time. He will lead us, he will lead us and he will guide us, and he will collapse the storm and he will flow through us to do it. He is raising us up to co-reign with him in this hour like never before. So I bless your capacity to just walk in intimacy with Jesus and to rest with him in the boat of your life and see the storm shut down around you amen
0: amen amen thank you so much Liz. this was amazing oh this was so much fun <laughs> that was great great great
1: yeah. guys thank you so much for joining
0: us you are absolutely loved and we just declare shalom
1: yes yeah, oh, Shalom. Blessings. awesome yeah.